Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Red X Podcast. We are so excited to have you here. Uh, my name is Andrew. I'm going to be your host today. We have got an amazing guest. I will say he's one of my favorites, although last time I said that, he called me out as saying that to all the guests. So, Daryl, I haven't said that in a while because I've been saving it for you. Okay. that that Now, just try to keep you honest, Andrew. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Uh, Daryl is an author. He's a coach. He is a trainer. He's amazing. Today, we are going to be talking about for sale by owners, specifically for sale by owner objections and how to navigate listing appointments from the stubborn for sale by owners to getting on the listing appointment to nailing the listing appointment, taking the listing. We're going to be sharing all that. First, Daryl, how are you doing today, my man? I, I'm doing great. I'm very excited and honored to be here with you, Andrew. I did enjoy it last time. And uh, just a shout out to, to the Red X system. You know, I just love you guys because this removes one of the roadblocks that agents have as far as finding FISBOs and expireds and pre-foreclosures housing, and being organized with it. I mean, that's really what you guys do. And and uh, I know uh, you didn't know I was going to say this, but, you know, to give a plug for your, for your company, your product. But I do believe it's essential. I believe every agent needs a car. They need a cell phone. They need a CRM. They need Red X. That's, in my opinion, that's how important you guys are. So Boom. anyway, I love it. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you. Welcome. We're so glad to have you. Um just, just some housekeeping real quick before we get yeah. rolling with the good stuff. Uh, this is a participatory event. So anyone joining us live on YouTube, on Facebook, on our website, please, please, please chat in your questions for Daryl. He loves being asked questions. He loves handling the hard questions. Right, Daryl? I do. It, right it's, I love to be chat. See if you can stump me. Please maybe try we'll have, and stump Daryl. Maybe we'll have a contest. First yes. person who stumps me. Tell you what, first person who stumps Daryl will send a Red X t-shirt. How's that sound? There you go. Look at I that. Love <laughs> I love it. So yeah, uh, if you're joining us live, please chat in. Tell us where you're from. Hello, Amanda from Texas. Hello, Spencer from Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, Daryl, uh, last time we had you on, as I mentioned, we talked about for sale by owners and expireds, why they're an amazing lead source to prospect and how agents can have better conversations with them. To anyone who missed that episode, I'm going to post it in the chat. I highly recommend you go and check that out. Uh, that's going to be a really good foundation for what we're going to dig in today, uh, dig into today, which is kind of the next step. You know, you find the for sale by owners and expireds on Red X. You, you, you call them, maybe they give you some objections. We talked about scripts, how to handle some objections last time. Today, uh, we are going to jump more into the really stubborn for sale by owners and how we can lead them into and have a successful listing appointment. So let's get rocking and rolling with that, Daryl, uh, unless you have anything else you want to share first. No, that's it. Anybody else wants to shout out um, like Tom from uh, California there? Yeah, it's good to spotlight yourself. So, you know, just say hi, uh, just to, if nothing else to test and see if the software is working so we can see Please. it. That'd yes. be really great. Um, yes, Julia. Awesome. 
Uh, okay, so no, I'm good, man. Just hit me, hit me your best shot. We got no script, by the way. I have no idea what the questions are. I just saw it come up on my calendar. I'm supposed to be on the call. So here we go. It's all shooting from the hip. Daryl just rolled out of bed and he's ready to go. We love it. That's, that, that's right. I, I threw on the, I, I, I sprayed my hair and I threw on a shirt. <laughs> yep. I saw, I saw you pounding that five hour energy. We're good to go. So <laughs> got to I love go. it. <laughs> so, so Daryl, let's talk about particularly for sale by owners, stubborn for sale by owners. You, you're calling them, you know, maybe you get pull the leads from Red X. You're on these calls. What are some of these most common objections? Especially what do some of those sound like from really stubborn for sale by owners? Yeah. So, I mean, there's such a big range here as well. So first of all, let me give you a, a concept that's really important when it comes to stubborn. And I see one of my fellow Long Islanders, Walter is from Long Island there. It's there really is. tough. Yeah. I'll tell you the, the, uh, the, the, the Fisbos in New York, where I'm from, they, they eat their young. I mean, they, they curse at you and then they hang up. So, you know, I got to tell you, I tell people, I, I, I want to create a training course, Andrew, where people have fly to New York and call New York Fisbos because it's like Marine boot camp. If you can get in the door with a New York Fisbo, you can do it anywhere. That's an but, amazing idea. That's perfect. It, it, it really is. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I think we should do that. But, um, you know, by batting average is really good. As, as you know, Andrew, my strength is, is teaching agents. You know, I'm not an active agent anymore because we have a coaching program in, and we coach agents how to listen to some real estate. Um, but our, our, one of our niches is FISBOs because that's mm -hmm. how I built my career. And here's something that I learned now to speak to your question about dealing with the tough FISBO. Mm -hmm. First, the concept is this. For sale by owners are method actors. And let me explain. A method actor is some uh, is an actor that when they put on uh, the makeup, where are you going, Andrew? I'm talking. I'm getting the notepad so I can take notes. Okay, Everyone well, else should as well. Know, you know, I thought you, you were taking a break. I'm like, well, nope. you're working too, baby. See you, Daryl. Right. You got this. Later. All right. So a method actor or actress, what they do is when they uh, put on the makeup and they put on the costume, they become the character. As a matter of fact, if they are offset, uh, behind backstage, like if they're not performing, but they're still in, in makeup and costume, they still act as the character. Right. So they basically are putting on not just the makeup and costume, they are putting on the character. Sure. Fizbos are character actors. The moment they realize they're talking to a, uh, an agent, they put on this character called be a jerk. Now, what happens, what's interesting, though, is the, the play, the script for the FISBO is only 60 seconds long. Okay. Meaning that for sale by owners have gotten practice, drill, and rehearse with so many agents before you have called them that they're really good at being a jerk for 60 seconds. Right. After 60 seconds, the curtain comes down, the script is over, and who shows up on the call is the real homeowner. Mm. So what's really important from a distinction concept is you ignore, you pay attention to anything that they say that first 60 seconds. When they say, what oh, did you see? My aunt said, no agent. And they're yelling, and I, we ain't working with it. I've sold things before. I know how to sell. I've been on this planet for 52 years. I know what I'm doing. Up. Oh, that's very, you just ignore it. Mm -hmm. It's like um, it's like going to a bar. Those those Western bars. I've yep. been to one. Yeah, I did. Well, just I one. In, just one. I was in Colorado, <laughs> I think. And I, 
And and you had the picture of this. I mean, I was in my suit just fin. I had a ball, and they have the the mechanical bull. Yes. So having a New Yorker dressed in a suit on a mechanical, it was a sight to be seen. But in any event, just like the mechanical bull, you got to hang on. You hang on during that call for the first sixty seconds. I'm going to go over the dialogue really quick. Hi, I'm calling yes. about the house for sale. Let's role play. Can you role play okay. me? Yeah, yeah. I'll try to be super stubborn here for you. You'd be super stubborn. Hi, I'm. Hi, I'm calling. Bang, uh, first, ring, ring. Go ahead, answer the phone. Hello. Hi, I'm calling about the house for sale. Are you a real estate agent? Yes, I am. Are you working with agents to sell your property? Absolutely not. All right. So you are trying to do it on your own. That's correct. Yep. I'm just curious, sir. Is that because you want to save the brokerage fee? Yeah, I want to save the fee. I know I can do it. I've done it before. And uh, I just don't feel like I need an agent's help. I think it's unnecessary. Don't want to pay a commission. Totally, totally respect that. Well, I'm looking at a copy. Yeah, by the way, the ad's very nice. Did you write it yourself? Uh, I did, yeah. Yeah, well, you did a good really job. A good job. You should consider getting a real estate. I see it says a four-bedroom, two-bath. Now, can I ask you, sir, is those bedrooms, are they all upstairs or are they half up and half down? Uh, half up and half down, but I really, I, I really am not that interested in working with an agent. I understand. I Let me ask you this. Uh, I'm sorry. My name's Daryl. What's your name, sir? Andrew. Andrew, I, I understand you don't want to work with agents, but let me ask you, if I had a buyer who's, well, I see you're advertising $500,000. If I had a buyer who was going to, willing to give you $500,000 and you wouldn't have to pay a fee out of that monies, would you sell them the house? Uh, what do you mean by fee? A commission or what? Yeah, like like you're asking five hundred. If I had if a buyer, I could pocket five hundred. I would be I would be happy. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. So I see four bedrooms, two baths. The property I didn't see that. How big is the property? Uh, it's about twenty four hundred square feet. Yeah, you see what I did. So we can't go over the whole role play because we're going to eat up all of our time. We right, got right, so right. much more to cover. But one of the things that we teach Andrew, our power agents, is when it comes to dialogue, and I'm I'm going to say something about this. I am not a fan of memorized dialogue. All the training that we teach our power agents is how to talk from your heart, not your head. You see, it's mm. called human being, not human doing. You can't do a script. The problem when you go on a listing appointment, try to do a memorized script. This is how you're engaging with the homeowner. You're not being present. You're not connecting. I am thoroughly against scripts. Okay. Except for calling on the phone. There needs to be that foundation where it starts. Hi, I'm calling about the house for sales still available. Yes, hi, this is Daryl Davis. Probably right there. The reason I was calling one of your Oregon brokers sell you probably say, I'm trying to do it on your own. I'm just because you want to say the brokerage fee. Let me answer this where you moved to why they would need to get that by. <laughs> so in other words, there is, it's kind of like this, Andrew, when you learn how to dance, because they used to call me Disco Daryl back in the day when I was younger and I wasn't dyeing my hair. Back in the, here's what, when you learn how to dance, a dance instructor gives you the dance steps. Now, if you only know one or two dance steps, you're not going to look good on the dance floor. Nope. So you want to have a good uh, repertoire of dance steps. Now, when you get on the dance floor, you start to invent the dance, taking the steps that you know, and you mm. start creating. Are you with me on this? Yes, this is an amazing metaphor for, for this. I love this. So this is how I see the telephone call. What I teach the power agents, by the way, power agents, those are the people in our membership. Right. What we teach our power agents is the dance steps. But when you get, so you have to have a structure to the conversation on the telephone, but then you pick and choose which line, which sentence, which thing you need to use dance move based on how tough and nasty that for sale boner is. Now what started to happen mm -hmm. is you notice is you started to, uh, there's an echo. Is is it? Am I okay here? I said hello. There's Walter said. There's an echo. 
Is it? Who's it coming you... from, Walter? Walter, I'll check with my team. All right, and Walters, don't drink in the um, so early. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just couldn't. I it was a Long Islander. I can say that to him. On my anyway. end, a couple people saying they don't have one. So yeah, it sounds like it's on you, Walter. I think. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> Either stop drinking or drink more. Okay. There you go. There you go. So you need to you need to uh, have your <laughs> must be a Long Island thing, right? Long Island iced tea. That's it. Um, I don't hear an echo. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, everybody. All right, we're good. Appreciate okay, it. so let's continue. So, so what you should do. So let me. Here's the tip. The tip is when you're talking to a really tough for sale by owner, mm -hmm. just really don't take it personal. Ignore it. Have your process. Your dialogue, you know, we have our dialogue that we teach our students. Whatever dialogue works for you, just hang in there for 60 seconds because you started to do it, Andrew. And I know we were just role playing, but you were really good in the beginning, being really nasty. I was and, trying. Uh, you, you, you were challenging me. I loved it. And But then you started to, I once I said, if I had a buyer who's willing to give you half a million, you wouldn't have to pay monies out of them. Would that work for you? You said, you, what, I don't know. And then I, we got past that. And then I went back to asking you about the house. One other thing I'm going to say is when you ask questions of a for sale owner on the telephone, you can break them up into two categories of questions. The first questions are about the house, like any buyer would ask bedrooms, baths, you know, looking mm -hmm. at that. You know, the next set of questions is where are you moving to? Why there? When do you need to get there? by? Those are the commitment questions. See, nobody sells a house, just sell a house. They're selling it because they're committed to their next level. So you ask the questions to get clear about what they're committed to. Because if you know that going into the appointment, you'll have a much more powerful uh, conversation. Now, you won't always get to those questions where you're moving to, why there. And you can't ask them too soon because they'll react like it's none of your business. Mm. So you have to develop an instinct. When do you start to get intimate? Because those are intimate questions about where you're moving to, why they're waiting to get there by. But if you get to that place, boy, that listing, you already pretty much have it sewn up. If they start sharing about where they're moving to, why they're, and then when you go to the appointment, it's really some, it's so much easier. But anyway. Right. So here's so a question on behalf of newer agents, right? Because you're talking about learning these dance moves, having these lines that you can throw out when it feels natural, when it feels right. Let's say I'm a brand new agent. I want to work with for sale by owners. Would you recommend sticking to some scripts still for that first 60 seconds, maybe even a little bit longer to learn yes. those dance moves? Because um, yes, it sounds like, I mean, this is obviously great advice, but maybe for slightly more polished agents, how would you adapt this for those newer agents? You know, let's let's stick with the dance analogy. Okay. Um, if you were, I I, I just recently, by the way, I recently got married. Congratulations. Thank you. It was my first one. People didn't realize it though, because oh, I'm an old guy. No, I waited Your a long first time. marriage, Daryl. Crazy. It was my first, first and last, <laughs> first and last, by the way. I waited a long time. I held out for the right one, and boy, did I score. Good on you. Um, but anyway, we were I, I, we two weeks before the wedding. We said, honey, we gotta we gotta do our first dance thing. I said, well, what the heck are we gonna do? So we called up, it was it was late at night. Somebody answered, but, but, but we scheduled, we had three classes. And we did pretty good. But here's here's the here's the point that I'm trying to get here. I wanted to throw in some extra moves in the dance routine. Some disco moves, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because you know, back, I'm, in, the I, 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 back in the day, I I I'm come on, I'm I, I'm not joking. I love to dance. 
And some people, my son said he's the best, I'm the best dancer he's ever seen, even, wow. even my oldness. But anyway, I wanted to throw in my own moves. And uh, the dance instructor said, Daryl, why don't you learn what I'm teaching you first? And then you can start adding your own little finesse stuff to it. And I was like, all right, I've been schooled and you're right. And she was right. Because that's what I tell power agents, the new agents especially, is that what you should do is first master my dance move, mm. my script, my dialogue. Because here, my dialogue, our students, Andrew, when they call four for sale by owners, they'll get three appointments. So our batting wow. average for our students is super high. That's crazy. But I tell them, you don't mess with something that knows it works really well. Master the basics, master the, 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 the dance moves, and then you can start to add your own finesse to it. Yeah, so great advice, okay. Andrew. Excellent. I love that. I love that. Okay, so 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 we've learned to get past the sixty seconds. That's when the wall kind of comes down, the curtain comes up, whatever, you, however you want to think about that, and that's when you can start moving towards the listing appointment. Yes. So once that barrier is down, what do you say to secure the listing appointment? How does the conversation transition? And I like this. We're not probably going to get into hardcore, nitpicky scripts, right? But what dial? How do you form the dialogue to move towards that appointment? Yeah, great question. So first of all, you you want it when you get in the door with the homeowner, you always want to in scheduling the appointment, you want to allude to that you're going you want to see their house and see how you can help them. Like in other words, you do not want to set an appointment to really preview just for a buyer because right. now that's not a listing appointment. That's a preview for a buyer. So you may reference that you have a buyer, um, you have a bunch of buyers, but I think we're rushing it. I really just want to see your house and see how I can help you. That's always, I want to see your house, see how I can help you. See your house, see how I can help you. Mm -hmm. So that kind of creates that it's not just a quick preview tour. Now, when you go over there, well, you want me to go over the, the REAL thing? Now? Let's do that in a minute. I have one thing real quick. So, so. Okay. So what you just said is, um, you know, I, I want to get come over so I can help you. What if that causes the barrier to come back up and they say, well, I don't want any help from a, from an agent. Like, do you kind of yeah. have to start over? How do you, how do you dance around? Okay. That? Great question. So they say, listen, yeah, I'm not listing anything. I'm not signing. I say, I understand. Listen, uh, I would say, let, let, we'll continue to role play with you, Andrew. Yep. I'll talk to you like a physical. I, I get it, Andrew. Listen, you're a smart guy, but here's the thing. I just, you are letting, think about it. You're letting complete strangers into your house. You have these people calling you. They're telling you they want, they're buyers. You don't know if they're buyers. You don't even know if they can uh, afford your house if it were free, but you're letting these mm -hmm. people in. They're probably the least safest appointment you can give, but you're doing that. I am licensed by the state of New York. Uh, not only am I the safest appointment you can give, but I'm also licensed and trained to help other people get to their next level in life. And I could have several potential buyers for your house. So listen, you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. I'm probably your best appointment you can get. Now, look, I get it. You don't want to sign. I am there and I ask you to sign. I just want to accomplish one thing. I want to see your house and see how I can help you. Listen, Andrew, just look at me as one of those buyers you've been letting in. But I'm safe. I've got other potential buyers for your house. This could be nothing but good and productive for us. Listen, I, I don't I, I don't get paid. A, I get paid based on commission. But I don't think I can help you in some way. I wouldn't even want to waste my time either. So can I come over at six or would seven be better? Nice. And that's a, and that's a great that's a great line. Another, you know, just just a line, not necessarily descriptive. Give them two options. Make it. And I love that. Make it seem like the safest option, the best option for them to just let you in and see what's up. It drives me crazy when a homeowner doesn't let an agent in. 
Yeah. How can, because I really, it's not even a, listen, gang, and I'm and now I'm talking to people watching. This ain't sales, what I'm telling. This is honest, what I'm saying. A homeowner is letting complete strangers into the house. Ming, mm. why would they not let you in? Right. Your license, you wake up every morning thinking about how you can help people get to their next level. There's nothing bad here. This can only be good. Come on. So this is what you want to convey. Talk from your heart, your words. It doesn't have to be my words, but that's the concept behind it. All right. Right. And I love that concept. So, so we all know a lot of the stats and facts and figures around for sale by owners, right? That, that in recent years, only 8% of homes have sold for sale by owner, that people can make an average of 40 to $60,000 more, even after paying a commission when they're, you know, when they list with an agent. So um, are those things that you work into this initial conversation to, to battle objections, or are you just sticking to your guns and saying, Hey, I just want to come in and talk. Yeah, great. So on the telephone. So we're still on the phone. Or we're we're in the still press? on the phone. Yes. I. By the way, I would just shout out to Julie. I see her question. I'm going to answer it after okay. I, I address what you just said, Andrew. Um, you 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 should never talk about uh, anything that sounds like a listing agreement on a telephone mm, with a first house okay. owner. So you should not say things like you know, ninety two percent of all homeowners list with an agent, sell through an agent. Um, you know, the commission that I charge is you'll actually net more money. Like you do not, you, you if you, you cannot do anything that smells like a listing appointment on the telephone, because then you're right, Andrew, you will not get that appointment. They'll shut okay. you down. So it's kind of like, Here's, here's another analogy. I, I don't know why I use dating a lot. Maybe because uh, recently, maybe because <laughs> my dating oh, years are over. Uh, maybe that's why. But, you know, if you're if you're going out, like if you're going to go out on a first date, you don't ask in the first date, can I sleep over your house? It's a first date. So it's the same thing with a for sale by owner. You're not going to talk about listing and signing a six month at a 7%. You're not alluding to any of that. Why? Because if you look at the telephone call or not the telephone call, but the relationship between you and a for sale by owner, this being zero, they don't know you for nothing mm. here. They trust you. They like you. They hired you. There's the spectrum. When yeah. you're on the phone call, you're over here, man. They don't know mm -hmm. you. They don't know if they like you. They trust you. So you want to go very soft. You're developing. I, you know, we have an expression real estate called farming. One of my power agents uh, calls it gardening. Her name's Mary. I love this gardening. You know, when you garden, you, you don't just plant the seed. You water it. You fertilize. You cultivate. You give love to it. You trim the weeds away. Bop, bop. You're working that garden, right? You're gardening. Right. And that's what relationships are in real estate. You're gardening it. You're developing it. You're building it. You're connecting with people. But there's a process. Anyway. Hmm. Um, can we yeah, let's get to some of these questions. Julia, in your opinion, is there ever a point when you just cut the conversation with really stubborn for sale by owners? Do you ever, do you ever give up? On these? Uh, only when they hang up on me. And even then, Andrew, I call them back. I say, I'm sorry, we got disconnected. <laughs> nice. um, never do you end it. And here's why, Julia, and everybody else. This is, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to throw some profound stuff down right now. So get ready. 
90% of what we do in real estate is about communication. When you are mm. prospecting, it's communicating. When you are negotiating an offer, it's communication. When you're dealing with buyer and remorse, you use communication. The skill of being a great agent, 90% communication. And in my opinion, every appointment, every, I'm sorry, every phone call to a for sale by owner is an opportunity for you to master communication because when you have your phone and you're talking this out, one of the five senses is gone, which is sight, meaning the homeowner doesn't see you. They don't see your facial expressions. They only hear your words. You know, when you lose one of your senses in life, like uh, they say people who lose their eyesight, their smell and hearing gets increased or mm -hmm. vice versa, right? That by you not having the, um, the sense of sight for the homeowner to see you, it forces you to master the words that you use, your voice inflection to communicate your point. If you can master that, now when you go on a listing appointment, you'll actually be more effective and better because you, you've, you've improved that skill. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I love so it. So Julia, and don't ever give up, man. Just keep improving, mastering the art of communication. Absolutely. Okay. So let's, let's take that and move into this listing appointment, right? So you got past the first 60 seconds on the call. You, you, you got their barriers down. You asked if they, if, if it's better tomorrow at six or seven, I'm going to tell you six. So now you're showing up at their front door. What does the actual listing appointment look like? And maybe this is where we get into your real acronym here. Yeah. So the acronym gang, what, what Andrew's asking about, because uh, he wanted me to get into this is, what we teach is because we're not about memorized scripts because the problem with memorized scripts also on a listing appointment is what happens if the other person doesn't know their part, <laughs> you know, it'd be nice if you go on a listing appointment, say, Andrew, here's your part. Here's mine. Let's role play it five yes. times. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Right. So, right. Um, we take the word real R E A L and we created an acronym for that. Now R stands for rapport. First thing you want to do when you go over to the house is you put your stuff down the kitchen table, tour of the house, have them bring you through. It's not about you seeing the house because you know, as real estate professionals, whenever we go to an open house, how long does it take to tour a house? Five minutes. Bing, boom, bop, we in and out. Here, it's not really about seeing the house. It's about building that rapport, that homeowner, going through, slowing it down. Now, the, the little nuance or or mastery here is when you feel like you've broken a barrier and you've got some connection there during the tour, speed up the tour now because you okay. want to get to the next part, which is E, engage. How so hold on, engage? what are some things that you do? What are some conversation starters you do to build that rapport? Oh, you know, I acknowledge the pluses, you know, like, uh, oh, this is, you did this. I love how this works. You want to show some really ooh stuff about the house because, <clears throat> They ooh their house, like they love their house. And if you don't love what they love, it's almost a little disrespect in the house. Mm. And now when you sit down and give them advice about marketing and about price, if they don't agree with you, they'll be like, well, that's because Daryl doesn't appreciate our house like we do. Mm. So you've got to appreciate the product with the client for them to, uh, that'll empower your speaking with them. So that's one of the things that you would okay. do. And, and, and is it all about the house or, or are there a few maybe slightly if, personal or get to know you questions that you dig into? Yeah. If you, if somebody's a golfer, you know, and you're a golfer, or even if you're not, if somebody said, yeah, they go, I see golf, go, oh, do you golf? Yeah. I, I could never do that. Cause I, I'm, not, I'm not athletic or whatever I would say. Right. I don't know what, so I'd probably make some kind of joke, but <laughs> you know, um, 
But yeah, if you see something of a hobby that they have, or they have the kids, how many kids you have? Oh, that's incredible. The pets, the dogs, the whatever. Yeah, anything, right? Yeah, yeah dog, is, especially animals is good. Yes. Making that connection. I love it. Making that connection. Okay. E. E, engage. Engage. How do you engage somebody in conversation by asking questions? You have two ears and one mouth. You should communicate in that proportion. Listen twice the amount of speaking that you do. So you want to ask a series of questions. Now we're back at the kitchen table. So we, I'd say, Andrew, so let me ask you, where are you moving to? Why then we need to get there? By what happened to your plans if it didn't sell? Okay, is there time? Okay. So you ask those questions. But here's the other thing why we're asking the questions. This is real important, Andrew. This is like one of the secret sauce things about okay. calling. I mean, the, the listing FISBOs is that you're asked so what back okay let me rewind really quick andrew uh whenever i do live seminars it's been a while because of the pandemic but right. uh, when i go out into a live audience i'll i'll ask them when you call for sale by owner what should you be committed to and they always say the mm -hmm. same wrong answer they said well you should be committed to getting the appointment mm -hmm. and, and and the mistake with that is um is that it's making it about the agent succeeding. It's not about them. It's about taking, not giving, et cetera. Mm -hmm. The other question that I ask them is that, what do you think your job is as a listing agent? When you get a listing, they, they say, sell the house. That's the second thing they say, sell the house. And I say, no, that's not your job. See, nobody, nobody is, watch this, Andrew. Nobody is committed to selling a house. That's mm -hmm. not what they're committed to. What they're committed to is maybe moving to another city because they have a job transfer opportunity. Maybe it's mm. they want a bigger house because they have a kid on the way. It's Maybe the why behind the move. Exactly. Nobody sells a house just to sell a house. They're selling their house because they're committed to their next level mm. in life. So what we really do as real estate professionals is we help people get to their next level in their life. But we are licensed by the state to manage the real estate piece of that equation because without the real estate piece, the whole commitment falls apart. Right. So what we do is coach people, get to the next level. So you want to ask questions to find out what are they committed to? Okay. And that's, and what, that's engaging, right? That's, that's engaging. engaging. That's right. the engaging part. Okay. Love it. Now, once you're clear about what they're committed to, now you're going to coach them. That's the, the next part. E or A is advice. But it's really, it's coaching advice. You're going to tell them how you're going to give them advice on how to get to their next level. This is where you talk about how you can help them get to their next level, how you put it on MLS and how you use uh, public open houses or brokers, open houses and yards. This is what we consider the listing appointment part okay. uh, on your marketing. And then the L stands for you list and leave. So there's the four sections of a listing form, build rapport, engage them by asking questions and also finding out what they're committed to. Then you're going to give them some advice and then you list the property. Rapport, engage, advice, list and leave. I love there it. There you go. There you Beautiful. go. Beautiful. You put that up there. How'd you do that? That's so cool. This is a cool magic platform. fingers. I love it. Me too. Well, that was, that's awesome, Daryl. That's such amazing advice because, because I think a lot of people, uh, you know, when, when approaching for sale by owners, it's a little bit daunting. They get stuck with those objections. And I think a lot of the takeaway I'm finding here is kind of being patient and breaking it down into steps with this mindset of I'm here to help, not necessarily to sell and make money. Right. And you have a much cleverer rhyming way of saying that. But, yeah, you uh, can't see it on the screen. 
Yeah, it's not in camera shot. We have it on our blackboard. It's up there. Yeah, it's out of shot. But our it, our motto uh, with our students, Andrew, is that power agents. Yeah. We don't sell people. We serve people. Mm. And we don't close people. We coach people. Right. And that's really important. Now, I know, like, you know, people that don't know me, I use my New York thing, my accent, but I use it as a little right. engaging and humor. But the truth is, um, what we are trying to instill in our students is that they are essential workers. Yes. Essential because when you think about this pandemic, and I believe this is one of the reasons why real estate uh, did uh, so well uh, that it has during this time, is because we were telling people to shelter in where? Their home. And I think one of the things that has spotlighted in this pandemic is just how important uh, our homes are. And um, so that's why we're essential for people. Mm -hmm. And and, and we really, really, really what we do as real estate professionals is we make a difference in people's lives. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that we've learned um, in my studies, because we we um, we have our company, we have our own foundation called America's Hope for America's Children. And uh, a part of our revenue goes to that foundation we created because we're passionate about children here in my company. It's part of our culture, our values. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that we learned in our research is that children who live in a home that's owned versus in a rental, the children actually have better math grades, better reading grades, are more likely to go to college, um, have there's a whole bunch of other statistics. And, and so even home ownership is important to children. Um, it makes a difference in their lives. So the point that I'm trying to get to here is that it's really not about just, you know, calling FISBOs and getting appointments and getting listings. It's really about making a difference in the world. And real estate is merely the tool or the industry that we've chosen to, to help uh, live that, to help accomplish that. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, then I think that this serve, not sell, coach, not close. Did I get that right? You did. I think that this is especially applicable to for sale by owners because a lot of them don't know really what they're getting into. And sometimes mm -hmm. they get in over their heads or 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 they leave money on the table. Right. Whether yep. it is, whether it is just being overwhelmed and stressed or losing money. These are the things that you're you're helping them with along the way. And I think if you go in with that mindset, that's a perfect way to not make it about you, not make it about the commission, but make it about improving your neighborhood, improving your community, serving people, right? Um, and, and, and serving people as part of your career, what better way to do it? Um, I love that. So uh, we are running low on time here, Daryl, but I want to get to a couple, few more of these questions. We have a yeah, couple questions yep. from our surveys. Let's go to Amanda's question. Uh, what do you recommend if a for sale by owner uses an agent's pricing suggestion, but then still lists on their own? Yeah, unfortunately, Amanda, what happened in that scenario, when that happens, um, we can't control when that happens to another agent. So let's talk about how to control that it doesn't happen to you. Yes. The reason why it does happen is because there is a big mistake that we make in our industry that we have to correct. And that is uh, there's two major parts to uh, working with homeowners and selling real estate. The first part is putting it into contract, finding buyers, selling it and getting it at a certain price, getting the homeowner to agree with the buyer. So there's the selling of the house. 
But there's also the second part, which is bringing it from contract to closing the house. See, most homeowners, they only see the front end. They say, what's there involved in selling my house? This market is so hot. I can put a for sale sign around my kid's neck and have them walk in front of my house and I'll have it sold before dinner time. This market is so hot. I don't need an agent because that's all they think we do. All they think we do is show properties and have buyers come and, <laughs> and it sells. But come not on. Not that now. easy. It's not that easy. There's a whole other process that's involved behind the scenes that they're not aware of. We've right. got to make sure the buyers qualify. We've got to make sure they uh, their FICO score is good, that it's going to close. We have the inspections. We have There's all the legal. Listen, when you think about it, listen, Andrew, it is actually, if you look at um, NOLA, which is part of, it's a, 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 a website for attorneys, sure. and if you were to look this up, it will tell you for anybody in any state to help other people sell real estate, and get paid for it without being licensed is against the law. It is against the law for some civilian to help another civilian sell the house and then receive money for it. Why is that? When you go to, when you get licensed, they don't teach you how to do open houses. They don't teach you how to advertise. Your state licensed you because of the second part of the transaction, which is bringing the buyer from contract to closing. Yes. So therefore, and this is part of what we have to communicate to homeowners. Finding the buyer is only part of what we do. There's the whole lot. We got to make sure you make it to closing. So that's the problem, Amanda, is that homeowners are not realizing, I'll just list it at the same price that the agent said because it's so easy to sell in today's market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you're going to bring it to closing. So Right, right. Because there's so much more that goes into that agent's price than just a number, right? You have to account for bidding wars. You have to account for market averages. I mean, what if the market goes down and you keep your house? I mean, there's so many things that go into it that I think they just don't understand. Well, here's the other thing uh, about the pricing. The homeowner, when they're looking at prices, and when we show a homeowner this comp and this comp and this comp, what are those comp? What, what those prices? What are they? What are, They're realtor prices. Those are prices that realtors did, not FISBOs. Right. So you can't take the realtor price unless you have a realtor. So part of what we have to communicate also on the listing point, I mean, there's two prices. There's the FISBO price and there's the realtor price and they're different. And the reason why they're different is because it's like fishing. You know, going back to the marketing part, a FISBO is like when you sit in a boat on a lake and you put a fishing line out into the lake to try and catch a fish, that's like real, selling real estate. Like a FISBO, when they put an ad on online, that's a fishing line. When they put it for sale sign, that's another fishing line. Realtors, we don't use fishing lines. We use a fishing trawler. We go out into the ocean with a big net. And we bring all these buyers on board. Our marketing, we and our buyers are different than the FISBO buyer. They're not the same people. So when they say, I have buyers, no, you don't. You have lookers. There's a distinction. And here's what, well, I, we don't have enough time for me to teach everyone. I got 30 years in my head over here, Andrew. I can talk for days on this topic. Well, we're going to have to bring you back then and 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 get, you know, 40 more minutes of that 40 years out, out onto the table. So that's amazing. Amazing answer there, Dale. Thank you so much, Amanda. I hope that helps. Um, I've got a couple of questions from a survey we sent out here. Let's get a couple of those and then we'll wrap up today. Um, let's do this one. How do we overcome or deal with the fact that the for sale by owner is our go-to because agent inventory is low, right? How do we deal with the fact that a lot of people are going to for sale by owners, maybe over prospecting for sale by owners, um, they're getting at or above asking price in the market. How do we overcome them not needing our service right now? 
I think you've already kind of answered that. They yeah, do need it, their service. They just don't know it. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, well, it is true because the market is tough. There yeah. are some, some buyers that are going to uh, look on their own, look for FISBOs. But even in those cases, Andrew, they probably have an agent that's coaching them mm. and, um, and that they might have a buyer agency agreement with it. Or it doesn't necessarily mean how many times have we had deals go into contract and they didn't close because buyers overpaid. They got buyer remorse. They sabotaged their own transaction. Now we're back onto market. And I will tell you this. This market is cooling. So it, there are plenty of pockets in the United States. If your market has not cooled yet, uh, and by the way, that's not a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not a doomsday saying, oh, the, the bubble is busting. I ain't saying that. I'm saying we're seeing more back to markets. We're seeing yes. more price adjustments in a lot of major parts of the country. And it's not a national thing yet, but NAR has even quoted. They've been Every article NAR has been putting out, there's predicting that the market is starting to cool off. So. Good, good. And then uh, let's get to Tim's question here. What do you say if a for sale by owner wants more money than the house is worth? I think this is a really common question. How do you coach them through that? Yeah, so they have to. So here's the thing before you talk price with a homeowner, they got to respect and believe in you, period. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. A mm -hmm. homeowner, one of the big mistakes that a homeowner makes, especially for sale by owner, is they'll ask you, well, how much? How much do you charge? That's number one. Number two is, well, how much do you think my house will sell for? And we've seen it time and time again where homeowners hire an agent based on those two answers, which is wrong. If you're going to go in for heart surgery, do you look for the cheapest doctor? How much do you charge, doc? Oh, that's too much. Hell no, man. You're going to look for the best skilled. And the same right. is true in real estate. So part of the conversation has to be, you should never present price until you say to a homeowner, Mr. and Mrs. Hanahana, everything I showed you about me and my company, how I do what I do to help people get to the next level of their life. Putting price to the side, are you, do you think it's better that we work together? Mm. And if the homeowner says to me, well, Daryl, it depends on what you charge. No, no, no. So, so wait a second. Let's put, forget about what I charge. Forget about price. Do you believe in me? Do you think I'm the best skilled agent to help you get the job done? That's the most important thing. And if they say, well, yeah, but we do want to save some money. I understand you don't want to overpay, but I'll ask it again. Do you think that I'm skilled to do the job? If they don't say yes to that, then you're just, you're wasting your time because now you're going to have to tell them what they want to hear and which is not what you want. Does that make sense? Did I answer absolutely? Yeah, right. no, you totally did. That's that's a great answer. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this one last question from our survey here. Then we will wrap up today. What uh, what what do you say or do after you talk to a for sale by owner and they're still digging their heels in week after week? They just won't give up. They won't let that guard down. I know that there's that sixty seconds. What if that sixty seconds lasts forever on yeah. every call? You know. Well, first of all. Um, there's several answers to that. Several things I'm going to say. Number one is sometimes you just got to get off a dead horse. Yeah. So if, if you keep trying and keep trying and keep trying, sometimes that'll just drain you. Uh, maybe your time is spent better in looking for another possible lead. There's plenty of leads out there. It's not just FISBOs, but expireds. And I, I'm not going to go through all of them, but don't put all your eggs into one basket because you're robbing yourself from other opportunities. That's number one. Uh, Especially in this market, there are plenty of other FUSBOs to move on to if, if someone. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And that and that's going to continue to grow. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's really super important that everybody understands is that it's not about the result in your life in business. 
It's about you and what you do. Mm-hmm. So I just want to clarify that you are not your results. Yeah. So you can't control what other human beings do. You can't control if a physical is going to actually hear you and let you in the door, that they're going to sign with you, that they're going to, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. So you mm-hmm. don't ever, you, you commit to the goal, you want the result, but you focus on who you are and what you're doing. You I love your, that. Right? I love like that it, philosophy. It's accept what you can't change and move on, right? That's if you can't it. change a FUSBO, move on. When a farmer farms, he doesn't have control of which seeds are going to actually grow into a, a result, but he does or she does have control that she plant, he planted the seeds, that he watered it, that he fertilized it, that he cultivated it. But at some point, you just got to let go of the result because the result's the result. And technically, you don't have any control over the result, only what you do up to that point. I love it. I love it. And I know I said that was the last question. One more here because I know I'm going to love the answer. What is the best tool to gather for sell by owner leads for a new agent? Mic drop. Red X is right there, right there, Red X. Now listen, I'm not paid to I'm not paid to promote Red X or say wonderful things, although I should. Um, Red X, I said it at the top of this call. Who asked that question? Deonta. Deonta, did I say that right? Deonta Reese? I think so. Listen. Of all the tools out there, I, 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 I'm deadly serious about this, all joking aside, is if you want to have a breakthrough in calling FISBOs and expireds, when you are nervous and you're uncomfortable and all of that stuff, if you've got to add to that, trying to find the leads, reverse the leads, check it against the do not call list, blah, 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 your emotional bank account will be so drained, you won't have any energy to actually make the call. Right. So the blessing that Red X is, is they, it's like this virtually. Here's your list of leads to call today. It's all given to you on a silver platter. So all you got to do is bada bing, bada bing, make the calls and bang out. And every call is helping you master and having a breakthrough in your career. This tool, Red X, is essential as your cell phone, your car, and your CRM in real estate. You must have it. Wonderful. I love that answer. Deonta, I'm going to let you know that you can go out and do the dirty work of scrubbing together all these other resources of for sale by owners, Zillow, your local classifieds, local papers, local ads, whatever, all over the internet. We do that work for you. We aggregate all that data, all that information and put it in one place. So like Daryl said, we just hand you the paper full of the leads. It's on your computer. You call them and you're good to go. So thank you, Daryl. Thank you You're so welcome. much. Tell, Cur- tell Curtis to send me a hundred dollars for that. Oh, we'll send you a hundred and two. Thank you, Daryl. Everyone. I hope that you got as much out of today's podcast with Daryl as I did. This is amazing. Um, like I said, at the beginning of the show, go watch the last episode we did. I'll post that again in the chat. That one in conjunction with this is going to take you from those initial conversations on the phone, all the way to listing appointments and closing Daryl, next time we have you on, maybe we'll have to get really into some of those closing conversations, really bring this process all the way together. But thank you so much for coming and joining and sharing all this amazing information today. You are serving us. You are not selling us. You are living up to your motto. We appreciate it, Daryl. Any last words that you want to say? Just if anybody wants to reach out to us, go to our website there, DarylSpeaks.com. I will say, for the Red X folks, if you add a forward slash trial, you can check that out too. If you want to 
become a power agent during the trial. It's a five bucks, I think, is what we're running right now. Anyway, check that out. Carolspeaks.com slash forward slash forward slash trial. There you go. We got it. Okay. Daryl, thank you again so much. Any everyone joining us, uh, if you want to replay this, if you want to check it out again, check out our other podcasts. We are on YouTube, we are on Facebook, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to consume your media. We are there. Please like and subscribe. Please go check out Daryl's website, DarylSpeaks.com. And we will see you all next time. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you, Andrew.